This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us and for following Working Like Dogs on Instagram and Facebook. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, and my co-host is my amazing service dog, Lovey. And we're thrilled to be with you today to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today, we're going to be visiting with Marsha Guilford, and Marsha is the Regional Corporate Affairs Director for the Southwest Region of the Kroger Company. And I invited Marsha to join us today to talk about a really awesome communication program that she and Kroger created about the difference between service dogs and pets. And we love their educational approach, and we're so excited that Marsha is going to be with us today to talk about that program and how it was created. So come right back after these quick messages as we welcome Marsha Guilford to the show. Not pumped about cleaning the litter box? Try World's Best Cat Litter Zero Mess, the litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter. That's right. You scoop once and you're done. No chiseling, no scraping, no crumbling, no problem. Looking for fast and easy litter box cleanup? Zero Mess. Try it. You're welcome in advance. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're so excited to have Marsha Guilford with us. Hello, Marsha, and welcome. Good morning, Marcy. Thank you so much for inviting me to the show. Yeah, well, we're so excited that you could be with us after we saw we were in one of the grocery stores of Smith's Grocery Store and saw your amazing educational program. So start by telling us, give us an overview so our listeners get a sense of what the Kroger Corporation and company is and your role, Marcia, with Kroger. Oh, happy to do so. The Kroger Company is the largest traditional grocery retailer in the country, actually. While headquartered in Cincinnati, Ohio, there are more than 2,500 stores throughout the country and 19 different divisions. So Smith's in the West um, is in seven states, and the Smith's division is the division that I worked for for 20 years and just recently was given an opportunity to be able to become a regional director, which is definitely an enjoyable and challenging invitation. So I spent many years traveling throughout the Smith stores, and what I found was that, you know, the, the more store managers that I spoke with, the more challenges they got regarding service animals coming into the stores that were really not truly service animals, but were pets. And so over time, I found that just in my role as the community liaison for Smith's in that position, that 
I was hearing more and more from stores, either through email or calls, that they didn't quite know how to handle it or what to do because, you know, it, it was a, a challenging situation for them to not be able to identify a true purposeful service animal from a pet, but, you know, they were getting responses from other customers as well that that questioned it, and lots of folks started bringing in other animals, you know, claiming that they were comfort animals. We've even had snakes in our store. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, some challenges. So we decided to to take some action and see if we could create some sort of information program to to help customers who may not be aware that they are not complying with ADA regulations by bringing a, their pet into the store and, you know, and also help our stores to handle those situations appropriately and legally and to make certain that they enhance customer shopping experience as much as possible. Well, we were just so excited when we saw the positive action that you guys were taking because this is such, as you know, almost every day in the news, we hear something about a fake service dog and how people are abusing the opportunity to have a dog in public for people who really need a dog to assist them. So we were so excited when we saw this that you guys were talking about it. You were dealing with it because it's such a slippery slope for so many people. They don't want to talk about fake service dogs and how it's impacting so many things. It's impacting businesses. It's impacting people with disabilities. It's impacting dogs. So we're just so glad that you're here and that you're talking with us about how you guys did this because we love your program. And tell us a little bit more about it. What what did you guys do, Marsha? How did you get this going and create the wonderful materials? And tell us all about it. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate the fact that someone in your position and a leader in this entire sector is approves of our program. That means a lot to me and, and to us because we felt like we were coming from a number of places, you know, in terms of how to approach this what we hoped would be a solution. And, of course, we wanted to make certain that we did whatever it was required, that we were following the law and making sure that we were accepting as many customers as possible. So we had to to make certain that we understood that part of it in the beginning of the process. We also value every customer coming from that place. We want to make sure that every customer, whether they are with a, a you know a fabulous service animal or their pet, that we have so many animal lovers in our country now. And I think everyone, I've been a dog owner since I was a child and and I, I definitely love dogs. I think we just wanted to create a program that would be as en- encompassing as possible and had the appropriate tone so that we could make everyone feel welcome, but to also understand that we have our limitations because we are a food establishment and we have guidelines under the FDA food code and local health code circumstances that really require us to provide sanitary conditions for all of our customers. And in today's world, too, recognizing that so many people have different allergies to animals and such, we felt like we needed to 
really address this topic and be as welcoming as possible in the process. So that's kind of how we started to come towards this subject. And I had the opportunity to meet someone who was in our store with her service animal, and I chatted with her for a little bit, and she agreed to help me and kind of help me appreciate the perspective of someone with a service animal, what they encounter, how we can make certain that we include and make exceptional that person's shopping experience as well. Because which And so I worked with her to have her read the materials that I drafted and to see if, um, you know, if the tone was appropriate and if it was clear enough and if there was anything that needed correction. So I really appreciated that, that partnership as well. That's awesome. And that's so great that you reached out to the community to get that input. That's so great that you have someone who could review those materials. Was that her dog that's actually the adorable golden that's on the poster? (laughs) No, that isn't her dog. (laughs) She did have her service dog with her. And then she was also a trainer um, and was getting ready to send a dog to, I believe it was her sister in Texas, and deliver a dog to her. So she was training as well. So I really felt a good rapport. And she helped me to appreciate the fact, you know, by adding just a few extra words or the opportunity to make certain that we give our customers every option for completing their shopping experience and, you know, making certain the tone was friendly and not austere. And I really did appreciate her partnership in that. You know, we recognize, of course, the value of service animals. We invite any customer, whoever comes into a Smith's or Kroger store across the country and needs any assistance of any kind, that they would feel like they could reach out to uh, an associate or a manager or someone and say, hey, you know, would you just help me over here for a minute? They would be delighted to do that. And so that is something that I, I hope that your listeners, if they're in, and I'm sure other businesses are the same way. We want every customer to have a great experience if you're a retailer. So definitely reach out to people to help you if needed. And that was certainly one opportunity. And we ended up developing the program that had a number of parts to it. We felt like we needed to alert customers who may have pets that they're bringing into the store at the door in a bolder way than we had in the past to let them know that, you know, we welcome ADA-approved service animals, but... If you're, you know, that the ADA also does not recognize animals who provide comfort or emotional support, which is, I think, a misunderstanding out there. A lot of people think because their pet brings them so much love and joy that they, that's a supportive comfort animal. But, if, you know, you're, I'm sure your listeners are well aware of that, that yeah. it's not an ADA requirement and the recognition of that. So we felt like it was important to alert our customers that we were paying attention to this issue. And so from there, we had the decals, as you have seen on our doors. And then we had a card established that a store manager could share with a customer if he felt like the the animal that was being discussed was not a service animal because we thought maybe education is the way to go because a lot of folks 
just may not understand, you know, because they think that if it's a supportive comfort animal that it must be providing service to them. And so we we approach this from the perspective of, hey, we're going to assume that you're not aware of the ADA requirements and help educate you a little bit so you can see our side of this because we we love animals too, but we need to keep a sanitary condition of our stores for everyone and because we're in the food industry. And so with that, I think that it's made tremendous progress. Yeah, that's what we loved about it when we saw it was that it was very informative, but not in a judgmental way, which was awesome um, because I think you're right. So many people, they love their dogs and boy, I get that, but they just don't understand that there are consequences for bringing dogs sometimes into different environments. And, you know, for me as a service dog team member, you know, it's a safety issue also. And I'm sure businesses are concerned about liability. That's a big issue for a lot of businesses, all businesses, I would think. You know, so there are lots of different things that people really innocently may not realize of how they're impacting businesses and other individuals who are partnered with an assistance dog it can be really difficult that when the dogs start barking and when they start you know when dogs that aren't trained they don't know you know how to behave properly in public which is a a whole other issue and what we're passionate about trying to educate people about that because it's really unsafe and very stressful for so many dogs that have not been through all the training that lovey's been through to prepare her to be in those stressful situations so we were just so excited when we saw the approach and, and the, the information and the good information that you guys were sharing about that. Oh, thank you. Well, I think that it has helped tremendously at our store level, too. We, when we rolled out the program, we created a demonstration video for our store management team. So all of our store directors were saw the video that helped walk them through how to approach a customer um, and talk to them about their dog. And we did a, a Q&A for them to take a, a visual assessment and give them appropriate responses if the animal was something, first of all, other than a dog or a miniature horse or if the animal was, you know, urinating in the store or if it was acting aggressively, to your point, um, or if it was in the grocery cart because... That, of course, has sanitary issues. We do wash our carts, but not, you know, every single day. So that's a, that's just an important factor to consider in that. And so I think by preparing the store managers to feel as though they were more informed, they also were empowered to be able to have a conversation. And, and throughout the conversation, as they were trying to, you know, resolve the outcome of of whatever the situation is to make certain that the customer had um, opportunity to either take the dog to another location outside if it wasn't an appropriate service animal and come back in and finish shopping or they could walk outside with their animal and we'd finish our shopping for them if they wanted to give us the list or, you know, whatever worked for them to make them realize, hey, we value you this is just an inappropriate situation that puts us all uh, customers as well as our company at at an uncomfortable place. So 
Yeah. To I haven't been getting as many comments from our store managers lately, or or complaints, and so I'm feeling like it's working. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to take just a quick break and hear some important messages from our sponsors. But when we come back, I want to continue that thought, Marcia. So hold that because I want to talk about um, what your managers are experiencing now after this information is being shared. So stay put and come right back after these messages. Sit, stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Well, she's sitting curled up on my lap as we speak. <laughs> Beautiful Bella's my long-haired Dotson. She was thrown out of a pickup truck going 30 miles an hour, and she disappeared into the woods with the wild animals, uh, boars and coyotes. About four weeks later, she just appeared, and she was a mess. Her fur was matted. She scratched almost nonstop. My friend suggested that I order this stuff called Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. She gobbles it up. She has been itch-free ever since, and her fur is gorgeous. Anyone out there who has a rescue dog, start them on a Dinovite diet for at least a 90-day period. They bond better with the people who take good care of them. They are going to be your buddy for a very, very long time. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. And we're visiting today with Marsha Guilford from the Kroger Company. And we're just really enjoying this conversation, Marsha, about the work that you guys are doing. And it's just really, I'm so glad that we're talking about this because it is such a hot topic. And it's just such a, a needed awareness for people to know about the difference between assistance dogs and pets. And before the break, we were talking about your managers and the the demonstration video that you were talking about of how you're preparing your managers. And I loved you said empowering your managers in how to be more customer friendly. So can you tell us a little bit more about what you've done? How did they, was the demonstration video their training or did they receive additional training about this program? We, the video um, outlined and demonstrated along with the handout that we gave them on the Q&A as far as how to approach, and that seemed to be effective when every manager went through that. We, we definitely outlined for our stores that we wanted the manager in charge to be the only person to address any customer that brought an animal into the store because it does require special considerations and tone and and so if we've instructed any store associate that if they had any questions about a customer with an animal to just please alert their store director so that he or she could address that with the particular customer. So so the feedback I've had from our store managers is that it was such a relief for them to be able to have some material and some words to put into the conversation that are that are appropriate so that they have a bigger contextual 
um, understanding of the situation. And, you know, I think we all agree that it is very complicated and you want to do the right thing and you want to make certain that every customer feels welcome in your store and and then you want to make certain that you're also following all the health regulations and ADA requirements and, and everything that you're asked to. And so it's just, it's a bit of a challenge, I think, as a business to sort of find your way through all of that material to come out with something that really, really works. So we realize what we've done here is is not the answer for probably every single detail, but it's as much as we we thought we could cover on, on the big issues that we may encounter in the stores, like an aggressive animal or an animal that is not under control of its handler or that type of, of situation. And so the feedback I've gotten has been very, very good, that they they feel like they're more in control of the situation within their store, and they do feel more empowered to be able to effectively communicate with a customer in a way that is a win-win. Yeah. Well, have your managers said, do they think that people are more receptive when they approach it through this educational standpoint instead of just assuming or, you know, because that's the thing is, you know, so many disabilities are hidden. You know, for me, it's pretty obvious because I'm in a power wheelchair and I have this big Labrador that, you know, is what people think of as an assistance dog. But now with seizure alert dogs and all different types of medical alert types of dogs, it's really hard for people to really know if a dog is a pet or if it's an assistance dog. So do you think that the managers are able to, have they said that people are more receptive, that they don't respond negatively is what I'm really asking? Because I've seen incidents where where store managers have approached somebody and it, it goes really bad, where it becomes aggressive and it becomes even a shouting match, I've seen it. So have they expressed mm. that this has really helped those types of incidents from happening? I think from the most part, yes. I think of one call that I received from a store in Las Vegas when uh, one customer would not allow us to approach them and have a conversation about it at all and just ignored the store director and just refused to engage in conversation about her animal that she had in the in the grocery cart. And so, you know, that was exceptional. But I do believe that the vast majority of the time, it is working. I think we still have, because people are people and you have all kinds of people in the world, but in those circumstances, I would say, you know, that's that's one of the very few instances where I would be willing to say, you know, to the store director, invite them to shop elsewhere. If they can't participate in the conversation, then, uh, you know, then, and, and that's hard for us to say, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I do feel like, you know, that it's it needs to be a win-win and and a conversation there in the store. So we're trying to do the right thing, and we really do hope that um, the majority of customers have have proven that they're willing to have conversations about it and that their puppies are darling, but they don't need to bring their puppies into the store with them. (laughs) To your point about the sizes, you know, that was, as I was trying to gather all my facts to 
create this program, it was very enlightening to me to know that not all service animals have to be large dogs. I think in my mind, I'd always had the assumption that it has to provide stability for people, and so a larger dog would make sense. But, but when, in fact, dogs that detect seizures can be, as you and I were speaking, a little, as small as a chihuahua, and, you know, and so we did bring uh, that to the attention of our store managers as well in the training so that they know that, yes, and now technically a small horse could come into the store from my understanding. So, you know, that there are, there's a breadth of animal sizes that can fill this role depending on what they're trained to do and, you know, and how to be aware of that in their communication as well. Yeah, and that's a a great point that you made. And, you know, the ADA came out in 1990, but they did change that definition a few years ago. They modified it a little bit because it used to be broader where it was all types of animals, which I think you mentioned a little bit earlier. It's interesting that they really refined that definition so that it is only dogs now with an exception for miniature horses. But it really focuses on dogs. And that was a big change for people because they did that because people were bringing iguanas in or they were bringing, you know, all different types of animals and claiming that it was an assistance animal. And unfortunately, or fortunately, there's a lot of controversy about this, but there's no regulation in the assistance dog industry. And we've talked about this so many times on our show about there is no official certification. There is nothing that's mandated by the government other than the Americans with Disabilities Act in the United States. Other countries have different laws and regulations, but it's really difficult when there is no official certification and when you really, you can't ask someone about their disability, but what you can ask is what does this dog do for you? And they do have to be trained to do something other than to provide comfort. So it, it is really confusing to a lot of people, and especially also as we're learning more and more every day about what dogs can do for us and all of the amazing yes. skills that they have. We are just, oh I gosh. think, yeah, I think we're just You're at the so tip right. of the iceberg at what they can really do for us, So, but we have to really put all that into perspective as to it safety. Is. And yes, and how they're living and functioning with us. And that's what's so great about the approach that you guys took. Because so many businesses, I've shared with you um, when we were chatting, Marcia, that I was on a plane a couple of weeks ago and the flight attendants were worried because there was a dog on the plane that someone had as an assistance dog, which clearly was not. The dog was barking. It was behaving very inappropriately. And the flight attendants were very worried about the safety of Lovey. Uh-huh. And they were, they were talking about that with me and how they are in a very precarious position and their fear is they're going to end up, you know, in a viral video of them, you know, confronting yeah. someone, you know, so there's this huge fear out there of people that they certainly realize it's a problem, but they don't really know how to respond. And so knowing what you can ask, what you can say, what the way that you have trained your managers is beautiful. And it, it helps oh, everybody. I hope so. You know, we're just trying to figure how do we engage in this so that it really, again, makes everyone feel welcome in our stores and helps us to maintain all the standards that we want to maintain in terms of cleanliness and all the regulations that that we're responsible for fulfilling. 
state and local levels. We started out our training video with a news clip of a story about a service animal who was in charge of detecting, had been trained to detect illness in a little girl who was four or five, and she had some other medical conditions as well. And the dog at one point was separated from her by four or five miles and could pick up that she was in stress and was going through whatever that dog was trained to detect and saved her life. And it made it so newsworthy. It gives me goosebumps just to even talk about it because it's... You know, I mean, it's just, you. to your point, Marcy, about the power of animal intuition and things like that, it's amazing and beautiful. And I think that it set the tone. They were like, wow, yeah. these are valuable, valuable animals um, not to be underestimated for what they can do for people. Yeah. And so it was just kind of a fortuitous opportunity we had to come across that. And actually, my partner that I worked with, who was a service dog trainer, brought that to my attention. So that's why we incorporated that in the video, too, because it just really made everyone aware of how important the role of a service animal is. Yeah. Well, I love that you set that tone. I mean, that was such a perfect way to start. I mean, because I always say that my dogs, I look at them as Olympic athletes. They are incredible performers and the way that they perform and do their jobs. It's just, it's nothing short of miraculous. And, and they're heroes. I mean, they really are because they do. They save so many people every day. And even though I've been partnered with one for over 25 years, I am still amazed every day at their instincts, their work ethic, their commitment. I mean, it's just amazing. And it's a huge difference between that level of performance and skill and some of the pets that we know and love and adore and that and that we love to be with. But it's a very different relationship and it's a, a very different thing when it's someone's life and life or death. And unfortunately, it is that for a lot of us with disabilities when we're out in public especially and we need assistance and we need our dogs to be able to perform at their greatest level. So, so I do want to ask you though, Marcia, what advice would you have for us other businesses? Well, if anyone is listening, I would be more than happy to share the information that I've put together if that is helpful so that they can start with that and see if it works for them. And if not, then they can come up with their own plan. But this is something that, you know, is definitely I'm willing to share. It's just a tool for us that seems to have helped. And and if you perceive that this would be helpful to others, I'm um, more than happy to. So if they want to get in touch with you through your social media platforms or whatever, and you want to give them my email address, I'll be happy to share that with you. That would be awesome. We would love to post it. I would love to see the cards that you developed too. We saw the posters, which, as you said, greeted us at the front of the store, which I got to tell you, people were sending me photos of that poster. And then That's I had to cool. go myself. Yep. <laughs> yeah, including my husband, who was excited when he saw it. So oh. it's, yeah, so I think it, it is, it's wonderful that you've done that work. So I think it would really help other businesses that they could certainly, instead of reinventing the wheel, if you're willing to share, they could use that um, to help educate their customers in a positive way. 
Absolutely. I don't know if, and you and I can talk offline if you have the ability to post all the materials there, then, you know, that you'd be welcome to do that too. If that's just easier for them to download it off your site. Okay, that'd be awesome. Well, we could definitely do that at workinglikedogs.com. We could okay. certainly do that. So, listeners, stay tuned, and we'll have information for you on Pet Life Radio and at workinglikedogs.com so that you'll know where to get that information. Can you share the demonstration video with us also, Marsha? I will look into that and see if any of it is proprietary, and if not, then I think we could do that as well. Okay, that would be awesome. Well, do you have any plans to expand this program or, or do any other types of materials? Well, I, at this point, this seems to be working. So unless there are some major changes in any of the health code or ADA regs, I think we'll be able to use this for a little while longer. So we'll continue working with it as we have it right now. Yeah, well, it's beautiful. I love the dog. Oh, love the golden. They're <laughs> such, <laughs> such good ones, aren't they? <laughs> yes, yes. I had a golden Morgan, who was my second dog, who was amazing, as they all are. But but love the poster. It's just so beautiful with that golden retriever on it. And, and just really appreciate that, as I said, that you guys are, are addressing the issue, but in a very positive, informed way, which is what we certainly support and advocate that businesses and everyone do that and really know what an assistance dog is and honor that. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, well, and thank you, our listeners, for being with us today. We love to hear from you. So please keep those emails coming. And we'd love to stay connected on Instagram and Facebook. So please keep sharing your photos of your amazing dogs that you're working with. And you can still keep those comments coming to Marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. And we look so forward to being with you again soon. So take good care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>